But just watching how much that actually did help me to achieve those goals and to see them every day and have them on the forefront of my mind. So I was making miniature strides to these goals that I didn't, I can't even remember every little detail, but it just fit seamlessly inside my life. It was so intuitive just because it was in front of my face. Hi, I'm Shelby. I'm Macaulay. And I'm Clary, and this is Make Space to Thrive. We're passionate about helping women craft intentional lifestyles that empower them to achieve their most life-giving goals. And since you've probably had plenty of cups of coffee, go ahead and grab a cup of tea and stay tuned. When we were thinking about launching this podcast, one of the things that we thought would be really fun is if you guys could kind of see how we each approach planning differently, even though we're using the same tool, the planner um, that we have, and also the same mindset that we've been talking about throughout this podcast season of just self-compassionate planning that's contextualized in the life that you're living, working towards the lifestyle that you uniquely want. And so we're going to go through today um, talking about how we each plan out a day, you know, given day of the week, how we approach that, our process, and um, just kind of break it down so that you can see how we each do it a little bit differently, the things are th- that are the same, um, and so that you'll, you know, maybe snag something that you want to repeat in your own life, or maybe it'll jog an idea of something brand new. Um, so that's what we're going to jump into today. So Macaulay, do you plan your day the night before or the morning of? Well, this has changed a lot for me in the past few months since I just had a little baby. Used to, I would plan right when I woke up with a cup of coffee and that would be around seven or eight o'clock. And I would just get a good framework listed out for the day. And then I would revisit it around one o'clock again and adjust accordingly. But since I've had Nancy, she's three months old now, I tend to plan around 1 p.m. at nap time when my kids go to sleep. And I don't know why this has been working for me, but it has. I'll be able to kind of flush out the evergreen goals since I try to do my work block around one o'clock. What I like to do is start with my time blocker and in our planner, you'll see. Which if you want to follow along, if you're not familiar with our day pages, which Macaulay's referencing right now, we have a link in our show notes to our free printable which has a sample of our planner. So you can just follow right along with what she's talking about there. And really, I think it's important to note that we're going to be talking about our planner because it's obviously the tool that we use, but these same concepts can translate to a lot of different planning processes. And so even if you don't have our planner and aren't interested in it, I think you'll still have a lot to glean. So back to your time blocker. (laughs) (laughs) So I like to start there and just kind of write out the hours in which I woke up all the way to when I'll um, probably... Really, it's my kids' bedtime because after my kids' bedtime, it's just a free, (laughs) no more thinking. Everything (laughs) stops. We just do whatever we want to. So anyways, I start by setting out my time blocker with the hours, and then I start recording what we did that morning so I can get a visual of what has already been accomplished and what's left for the day to tackle. I'll jot in a AM rhythm, which usually has something to do with a quick clean on the house. It has to do with getting the kids a little reading lesson in. Aria is learning to read. Um, Also breakfast, cleaning up after breakfast, you know, all of the basics. 
And then I like to go ahead and write out what goals I have for Evergreen on the right-hand side in my flex space. So I just kind of brain dump a lot of my goals for the day and the work that I have to get accomplished either today or the next day. I will put the following day's goals on that page sometimes just in case I'm buzzing through what I have to do. I have it for reference there. I also like to write down my three top tar- targets. Now I was talking to um, my sister-in-law and she was shocked by how broad my targets are. Sometimes we'll talk about, you know, narrowing it down to three things to do that day. Um, and then people want think to put something as simple as sweep or it's just some, you can use yeah. it however you want to, but I tend to use them very broadly, menu planning, folding all the clothes, and then a general of my whole EP hustle would be an example of the three top targets I would do, or even something like cleaning the house because I have it down to a rhythm. I know exactly how I like, what things I need to check off to get my house back in order. And so they end up being one of my three top targets. So I will write down those. And then I like to take a second and fill out my gratitude and just kind of thank the Lord for the present blessings that I see usually right away. I like to look around the room and see something that I can take into consideration, take into account, and thank the Lord for. And I really love how this changes your mood and really puts everything into perspective. A lot of times I will realize, you know, I'm living the dream that I've Mm -hmm. always had. Mm -hmm. And when you start your, um, or when I start my work block in that light with that perspective, it just gives me so much energy and inspiration instead of feeling like, oh no, I have these to-dos that have to get done. Just really helps with your perspective. Now, I don't fill out very much more in my planner right now. I will have some to-dos sometimes, but it's very seldom. It'll be basic things like um, feeding my sourdough starter or you know, sending a check out in the mail for the water bill or different smaller things on my to-do list. But I do see that recently with the season I'm in, I don't have a filled out day. It's a lot um, of playing by ear and just writing down the things that absolutely need to get get done. I try to remember to write down a little something for my self-care and that'll be as simple as shower sometimes. <laughs> I have a lot of little kids, so that seems like an achievement in and of itself. Absolutely. Um, and then sometimes I will be a little bit more encouraged to do a movement, but I've tried to give myself a lot of grace in this area since I am postpartum. Back when, um, before I got pregnant with Nancy, it was a different season of my life and I had a lot more filled out in my page. I had consistent seasonal goals. Um, Actually, being able to have more babies was one of those. And I wrote that down and how I was going to obtain that goal as well as the why behind it pretty much every day. And I had a bunch of other details on my lessons and victories. And I use those kinds of prompts, which you can see in that free printable if you have that in front of you. Um, But now in the season of my life, I've been just taking it a lot slower and I feel like it's still been as productive, but it's really neat to see how flexible this specific tool is for all the different seasons of my life. And whenever you were using it a lot for 
planning to have more babies, you were using it specifically for your health, right? Mm -hmm. So can you just give us one quick way that the planner supported you in that health goal? I know a lot of people have health goals and habit goals. I actually thought that was really neat. Now, um, this is just taking a quick peek over in our weekly spread, which we'll talk about later on in the season, but it has an a column that I like to use for my menu. So when I, you know, brainstorm different diet or nutritional things that I wanted to implement, I had that readily available to me. And then I would transfer that information over to my day page. When I was filling out my time blocker, I would go ahead and fill out the different meals that I wanted to eat, as well as the different supplements and when I needed to take them. And like I said, I'm doing a little bit less of this now and more intuitive um, in a healing way versus how I was previously, but I thought that that was a really awesome way to keep track of the nutritional plans that I had for myself and not forget, you know, it's really easy to have this grand plan of a menu or a way of changing your lifestyle um, and your diet, but then forgetting about all the details. But if you have it right in front of you, I also used our movement block every single day. And this was really cool because the size of it made it where I wasn't able to uh, pack myself like it, uh, way too much, you know, to expect out of myself. I had just about one or two things and I would include my stretching and then maybe some running or a different cardio, you know, routine, but I had it all in front of me. And it was just really helpful to keep myself consistent without feeling like I was without the pressure really. Yeah. And that's something I really love about our planner. We talked about this a bit more on, uh, was episode one or two of our podcast, um, where that's actually one of our rules of planning. Our second rule is to build your repertoire of planning skills. And so that's why you don't feel like since you're not using your planner, in the exact same way in this season as you had in a previous season, that somehow you're not as productive or you're not doing enough. You recognized that in one season you needed to use these specific planning skills to meet your goals. And in, in the season you're in right now, you are using different skills in order to meet your goals. And I think it goes along with our other tip as well, the training your subconscious, because I used to write so many things down as of last year and it would get a little redundant, but because I did that and I stuck with that habit, so many things come intuitively now that I can even work on new skills. Uh, yeah, new skills and new habits. And it seems like there's all the margin for them because everything else is just already in my brain. Well, and I had that thought when you were saying that you can put, you know, clean my house or quick clean, and you don't have to list out exactly what you mean by that because you've done that so many times that you can glance at that and you immediately know what you're after. Or like you said, you don't even have to write it down in the morning because that rhythm is just so set and so simple already in your, mm -hmm. in your day. So Shelby, do you want to walk us through how you plan your day? Sure. And like Macaulay, I mean, like Macaulay, my planning rhythms have changed from season to season. Um, but there are a few things that I've found that just really work for me. And I tend to do them in, in every season on the days when I need to use my planner. I have done a lot of that training of my subconscious to really have my priorities at the forefront of my mind, which is actually incredibly something the planner has done to, to change my life in a really positive way 
because before I was totally a planning person. Like I'm like, I will sit down, I'll make all the plans, I'll figure out what I want to do. And I would use up all of my energy doing that. And when it actually came to executing the goals, just because I'm naturally a visionary, I would get bored with it when it came to <laughs> getting past the first, you know, few steps. And I'm like, well, that was fun. And then shiny object syndrome, I'm onto a different thing. And then I would sit down and plan all of that out. And I've actually in using the planner and training my subconscious, there are some days when I don't pick up my planner because I know exactly what my priority is. And I start moving through my rhythms and, and all of that. And I just absolutely love that aspect. It's it's helped me go from just being a visionary to being a visionary who actually executes my plans. And to me, that is a total win. Um, but how I specifically do it in this season of life is I like to sit down and think about my top targets first, my top targets for the day. So um, I don't operate off of a traditional to-do list where I've got just this really long, overwhelming list and I'm trying to figure out what do I want to do. Instead, I have already kind of set out what my goals are and I put that, you know, in my annual and I can be able, I can just flip back to that page and I can say, here's my goals for the quarter. And looking at those goals and looking at what my week looks like, um, I will just pull out my top targets for that day from that. And I really do rely on looking at what's going on in the week. And that's something about our planner, actually, probably the biggest reason why our planner helps me particularly so much is that there is a Dutch door that allows me to see my week every single day because I can get really, really focused on whatever project I'm excited about and forget that tomorrow I have a birthday party that I happen to plan. <laughs> and so I will get super like creative and all that stuff and then wake up the next day and go, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? So having my week right before me really keeps me on track with whenever I make setting my top targets for the day. And I usually have three to five top targets for the day, making sure that they are actually the things I really need to do that day. And once I've done that, I will go to my time blocker and I will fill in like all of the basic things that happen every day. Like we tend to eat meals around the same time every day. It's kind of my anchor. I know when my son is taking his nap and I have just a rhythm for my day. I tend to where, you know, we get up in the morning. If we got up early, I got to have my quiet time at that point. So while my husband makes breakfast, I'll sit down and open my planner. And this is usually actually the time when I'm doing all of this in my planner is right around the time my husband's making breakfast. I'm jotting down all these things, my top targets, I'm doing my time blocking. And so I'll mention whether or not I was able to get up early and do my devotionals on my time blocker already. I write down what I've already done, which was one of our rules of planning. But after breakfast, we do morning basket for homeschool. And that takes up a few hours. And then we go and like go on a nature walk or just chill, do whatever, do some chores. This this time is very much, I'll like maybe have a plan and an idea of what I'm doing, but 
it's I'm able to I block my times. I'm like, generally, this is what we're doing at this time. Generally, this is what we're doing at this time throughout my day. And so I know if I see morning basket, I know that if chores make sense, I'll jump up and clean something while the kids are busy doing something um, or we'll do a nature walk, whatever makes sense for that day. And then we do lunch. And in whenever my son goes down for his nap, I have that in this season of life. And I used to have that like it was always I have to work. I have to work while he's, you know, while my kids are taking their quiet time. Um, in this season, I have it as a flex period for if I can work awesome. And if I can't work, maybe I can catch that quiet time. I didn't get to do that morning, or I can just like lay down and relax and give myself some, some space to really gear up for the second half of the day. And then usually we have health appointments in the evening. This is especially in the season. This is a very health oriented season for our family. And so we're usually planning to get out the door at a certain time and having my time blocker really in this season on the days when we have appointments helps me make sure that I am, if I have to get something done that day, that I can make sure there's enough space between, you know, when we get up in the morning and when we have to leave for the appointment, I can really rearrange my day to make sure key things happen on the days they need to. And so in the season, I'm really relying on my planner for that. But one thing I do is in my time blocker, right next to it on our day page, we have our to-do list right next to the time blocker. And we did that very intentionally because a lot of times I'll put my, sh I'll put very short to-do lists right next to the block of time when those to those things need to happen. And so if I am doing something very specific for school, then a lot of times I will have like a, a section that says like school prep or something like that um, at the time, like before my kids wake up. And I know I've got to get these things in the morning basket before they wake up and we get busy with, with breakfast and all of those things. I'll have that written down. Um, and sometimes I'll do that ahead of time um, in the days before. I'll just flip to you know, whatever day that I know we have a field trip or something specific going on and write down a little to-do list attached to the time of day when that is going to happen. Yeah. So you basically make sure that the tasks that you need to do are very relevant to what's happening at that specific hour or that specific time window of the day. Yeah. And it really helps me too, to be realistic when I'm writing down those action lists, because if I'm looking at, oh, these are the things I would like to get done, say I'm like deep cleaning the house or whatever. And these are the things that need to get done before I have to walk out the door. And I can like, as I'm writing my to-do list, I might just sit there and just start crossing stuff off. Like this mm -hmm. is not realistic, but I really need the bathroom to get cleaned. So exactly. let's focus on that. You well, know? that's the thing I feel like about having a physical planner, whether it be ours or another, is that you can physically see when your handwriting is like going past the block of time you have. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm overshooting <laughs> you yeah. know, because my to-do list is longer than the block of time. And so it does make you to start say, okay, what do I actually really care about? Because I have done that many times. Like I want to clean the whole house. Okay. But the bathrooms have to get done. <laughs> Seriously. And the time blocker is so helpful for that altogether. It just automatically is like, here's a realistic picture of your day. Just boom. I mean, like even the amount of space you have to write, like you said, 30 minutes, like you can only write one thing in that 30 minute chunk of time on the time blocker. Like that's the only thing that physically will fit, which is pretty accurate for what you're actually able to tackle in a normal 30 minute period. I also like to do this, especially for our appointments to write down um, like 
fill up the 30 minute mark before when we need to leave with leave (laughs) because of the amount of time it takes to get the kids in the car to be able to get out the door. And so if we needed to leave at 430, I have leave taking up the whole four hour you know, hour block starting at four o'clock, if that makes sense. I also like how on the time blocker, the lines are quite wide. And so I'm able to put something in that 30 minute window that I'm doing as well as something that the children are doing. So if Mm -hmm. I settle them with book time, then I can go get dressed. And then Mm -hmm. I have those things written down. I know where they fit into the day and it helps build, you know, rhythms that are really solid. Yeah, it's a great platform for actually drawing physical blocks, like you're saying, and you have two different blocks right next to each other. Mm That's so helpful. And then I will, if I have time, and I usually try to make time for this because it is so helpful, but I will run through my gratitude, my lessons and my victories um, at that time. Um, It's just so, so important, like Macaulay was saying, to get into that posture of gratitude before you roll into doing all the things. (laughs) And so I just sit there and I really just think over what has God given me this week? And make sure that I'm writing down those ways that the Lord has just blessed us that are so easy to just roll over answered prayers. I mean, how many times has God answer a prayer and we're like, wow, and like five minutes later, we're overwhelmed with the next problem and we don't dwell on those. And so that's really where I write down, you know, the gratitude there. And I'll think about lessons and victories from the day before I do try to also fill in, and especially in this season on the days that I do use my planner because it's an appointment day, um, those days tend to be really a lot tighter. And I use my planner on other days besides the appointment days, I should say. it's If I have something that's like, this has got to get done today, I know for sure I'm pulling out my planner. I do enjoy making it a practice every morning that I can, though, because you can usually squeeze some some gem out of the day you may not have otherwise done, even if it's just like a lazy day, you know. But um, I try to really make sure I do write something down for self-care, even if it's just a mindset that I need to be in of give yourself some grace or, you know, just just rest when you can. Just make, make sure rest happens when you can. Um, I like to for movement, it tends to be in the season. I can't do a lot of exercise because of a health issue that I have. And so I just try to make it something that's really natural and life-giving for my family, like going on a nature walk with the kids or, you know, even if it, if I know I'm going to be cleaning the bathroom, I'm like, I'm going to be cleaning the bathroom today. It's going to be a lot of up and down. So good. I'm moving. I'm yeah. not just going to be sitting today. Um, and then seasonal goals is one that I'm always tempted to skip just because I do tend to have a pretty good grasp on my goals and it's like you know kids are about to sit down for breakfast and I need to get out there but every time I get to that and I've already done everything else I'm like just just write them down just write them down real quick and so I'll just jot down my three goals for the quarter that I have and I will write down even if it's one word why this matters it might be you know the word might be peace or order or you know um just progress or it might be a deep why that actually ties all of my goals together like you know all of my goals right now are going to bring a lot of life to our family and i know that like and i just give myself a few minutes to think about that or a few seconds really to think about how that is and at that time i'll look at my habit tracker if i'm tracking habits and say okay in the last few days how have i been doing on that i'll look over at my monthly make sure i mean my annual and make sure on my month calendar that i'm not missing anything and then i am off to the races 
Well, that is awesome. Um, so I, what's so fun about this is even just listening to the two of you guys and being like, wow, that's so cool. I'm like over here, like, I need to be writing some of these notes down. And then also going, it's so interesting how we each approach it differently. So I will almost always sit down with my planner um, pretty soon after my kids go to bed to plan the next day or sketch it out rather. And so um, I kind of have my whole evening rhythm. And so once um, the kitchen is clean and the coffee has been prepped and I've taken my vitamins, <laughs> then I sit down with my planner as almost always goes in that order. And so the first thing I always start with is just filling in my time blocker. I do it from seven in the morning to 8 p.m. And I fill in our normal eating times, um, you know, when we have breakfast or lunch or dinner. And that always cues me to say, okay, I need to decide what we're having for dinner tomorrow. And so I keep the list of, you know, meals that I have shopped for somewhere else in my planner. So I flip to it and I just say, what sounds good tomorrow or what, you know, I'll think about, do we have an appointment in the afternoon or is there, you know, do I need to do a crock pot meal or whatever? And so I'll pick my dinner and I'll write it in. And then that normally cues me of like, oh, I'm making that. I need to get broth out of the freezer or whatever. And so I'll immediately go to like the first to-do item on my day and put like broth out of freezer. <laughs> and I mean, it is such a small thing, but the difference of this planner of me no longer scrambling at 4 p.m. because all of my dinner <laughs> ingredients are frozen has been life-changing. Um, and it's so funny. And, and having it there, you know, even if I don't get it right in the morning, um, I, like Macaulay said, will typically do an intentional planner check right when my kids go down for rest time. And that still gives me enough time for it to be thawed by the time, you know, I need to use it. So I almost always pick our dinner, you know, put any notes I need um, regarding the dinner already in my to-do list. And then I will pick my top targets for the day. And just like Macaulay said, I think it's so important that like to realize that these can be really monumental things like we're launching a podcast today, <laughs> or it can be laundry or, you know, like one of mine recently was pack. We've been traveling a lot, you know, and um, it's so funny how, you know, packing one person versus making sure a family of five is packed and out the door, especially when you have a baby and all the baby gear, that is in itself a huge target for the day. Um, and so we'll pick my top targets based on a to-do list somewhere else I have in the planner. Um, and then I will look at my week um, like I can see with my Dutch door and just make sure, okay, do we have an appointment? Um, is there anything I need to plan around? Is it the first of the month and I need to make sure I pay all my bills? You know, so that like context is so helpful, like Shelby said. And so then I'll I'll just go through and start writing in to-do lists um, and kind of think through my energy how my energy normally flows throughout the day. And this is something that if you've listened to our first two episodes on the four rules of planning that I really gleaned from the first rule of writing down what you did, it made me realize like I have a lot of energy in the morning around 1 p.m. I kind of crash a little bit and then I come back up between like four and eight and then I'm done for the night. <laughs> and so it really helped me to plan effectively because I know, okay, I can like cycle through lots of laundry in the morning. But if I somehow wait to start the laundry until one, I'll almost always be carrying it over multiple days, you know, for some reason that always happens. And so I almost always am starting a load of laundry in the morning. Um, and then I'll put anything else that, you know, I'm trying to tackle in the morning. And then I have my time when my kids go to rest. And obviously we have a little baby right now. And so it's not always guaranteed that he sleeps during that time. And in general, our schedule is very flexible just because he's still so young. And very similar to what Shelby said, my kid's nap time used to be my hardcore work time. Like, I have to get this done because I have people who are paying me to do these things, you know, and <laughs> there's not a lot of wiggle room there. But now it's much more um, flexible, which is so life-giving because if I have a day 
that I just know I need downtime, I need to rest, then I do that during that time. And if I have a day that I just have energy, it's so exciting because I have energy and I just want to tackle all the things because it's a day that I, you know, I'm feeling good. And so then either at the start of rest time or after rest time ends, I do a planner check and just write down, okay, what else do I need to get done the rest of the day? Do I have a couple more loads of laundry I need to fold? You know, do I need to wrap up? Like if I was making something in the kitchen or, you know, cooking something or um, taking a meal to someone, is there something I need to wrap up there? Or dinner prep, you know, I kind of get my mind oriented around dinner to know when I need to start that. Um, And then I don't do a whole lot else kind of right after rest time. I'm hanging out with my kids and such. And then we do um, dinner and then we do bedtime pretty soon after dinner because we eat a little bit later. We wait for my husband to get home from work. And so then it's kind of the bedtime hustle and the post-dinner rhythm, which again, you know, we're talking about having training your subconscious of like, I used to have to really write down, okay, you know, make sure I take my supplements, make sure I, you know, prep the coffee. And now I don't even have to write those things down because they've become such a rhythm. And so then I try to, at the end of the day, when I'm sitting down to plan the next day, go back and write down my gratitude from that day, write down victories. That's been one that I've really tried to focus on in this season, just to, for a lot of the same reasons that Shelby and Macaulay said, of just having that positive perspective of like, it's so easy to look at our lives and say, man, I just feel like things are off and I want to tweak it or like this isn't going right. But being able to have the perspective of also honoring what is going well has been so helpful um, just to, you know, give hope and to really honor, okay, like a year ago, we were really working on X and now X is going smoothly, you know, so we can move on to the next thing while still, you know, having a sense of gratitude that that thing is going well. So those, that's the primary way that I work through it. My flex space just gets used for so many different things. If I have a chance to listen to a podcast and there's a takeaway, I'll do that. Or, you know, if I'm talking to, you know, a doctor on the phone or, I mean, just so many different things. We've had a lot of housework done recently. So it's been writing down like, you know, different notes for those things. Um, and then my self-care is almost always, did I get to read today? You know? (laughs) And so if I'll, um, or if I rested during nap time, I'll, you know, write that down. But so just really trying to hit those things in all their simplicity, um, and not, not overcomplicating any one part has been so helpful in this season. You mentioned flex space. And so for our listeners who don't know what flex space is, we have a lot of spaces in our planner that are blank. They have a bullet grid on them so that you can, you know, have neat handwriting or draw your own um, productivity prompts or trackers or whatever else you can sketch in that place. You can use it for notes. You can leave it blank and just enjoy some blank space in your planner. But that's when we talk about flex space, that's what it is. There's quite a few spots in our planner that have it, but every day opposite of our time blocker, we do have this flex space available. So Macaulay, you mentioned that you use your flex space for your evergreen planner hustle action list. Do you ever use it for anything else? Yeah. So I always have evergreen written at the top the very right hand side and then a list there and then on the rest of the space sometimes I will do a memory verse that I'm trying to keep in my mind particularly if it's a slightly rough day I tend to be like I need to dig for this and keep it there Um, because one thing I like to know about our planner specifically is if you are using it to keep it out like on the kitchen table or on your bed or something like that where you're seeing it frequently will be the most um, productive way of using it 
it helps you get into that habit as well as um, keep all of these, you know, little tasks on the forefront of your mind. I have drafted um, patterns for clothes. I love to make things. So I usually use it for creative outlet. Um, if I have something in my mind that I would like to make, or I like to buy thrifted clothes and alter them to fit my style and things like that. Also, I've been using it a lot for brainstorming, not school for my kids, but more just activities that are really um, stimulating mentally. My oldest daughter is learning to read, so we'll have a reading session through the day, and sometimes I'll write down her main words, and she adores being able to read some words off of Mama's planner because she sees me have it all the time. And this can be so, so helpful just to have this space for absolutely anything that hits your mind, whether it be for your kids or a lot of times Philip will say, don't let me forget XYZ. And so I'll write it there. And because it's there at the end of the evening, when I check on my planner, I'll move it to a different point, a different place inside of my um, monthly. One of the things that I will use the flex space for is I'm one who can't really follow a recipe. It just goes against my nature. I just have to tweak it as I'm going, or I don't have quite the right ingredients and I decide to try anyway. And so, you know, we used to um, just kind of joke that, you know, once you tried something like you may or may not ever have that same thing again. And just because I would never keep track, um, you know, and so sometimes it'd be like, oh, I cut the sugar in that and it did not turn out good, you know, but then I would forget and do it again three months later, you know, and, (laughs) or it would go really well and I would have no idea what I did. And so it's been so fun to actually, I've been like, wait, I need to go get my planner and I need to write (laughs) down like the exact measurements I'm putting in so that whether it goes well or doesn't, I will actually have a memory. And so now I actually have recipes that work. (laughs) you know, and that I can use again and again, and I'm not having to, you know, reinvent the wheel or sit there and go, hmm, I remember I changed this. What did I do? Well, and that's what I love too. We, we've experienced this and we've had people who use the planner, you know, DM us and tell us they've experienced this as well, as well, that they really enjoy not having to scramble for a piece of paper ever. I mean, and I know that sounds so silly and simple, but when you have a hub for your brain, like a place where all the papers where you had to just get the thoughts down or the details down, you know, it's all in one place. That is so helpful. And so having that flex space every day and being able to say, oh yeah, I keep my planner on my dryer throughout the day. So like, oh yeah, run over to my dryer, (laughs) run over to my planner and just like write down whatever thing is on my mind. I know it's captured. I know that next time I can sit down with my planner, I can migrate that if I need to, to a better place or I can just know that since I wrote it down, it's now in my memory because that that is proven by science that when you write things down, you tend to remember them better um, and it creates a working memory again around those things. And so just having a place to write the things down and get them off of your mind is huge and it declutters your brain so that you have more space for intuitive action, for creativity, just more energy for the things throughout your day. So I know that with the seasonal goals right now, I'm not using them quite as frequently as I used to. And Shelby, you've talked before about how they're a lot of times kind of your larger goals. But Clary, how do you use the seasonal goals? Are they always really lofty goals or do you have smaller things that you work off of? 
Um, a lot of times when I use them, I'll, I'll say that this is one that I probably use the least right now. But when I do, it's a lot of times focused on like relational things with my kids to just remind me. I feel like parenting is so like playing the long game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so having that reminder of like, okay, we're doing this today for this like goal that we may not see the fruit of for years down That's the great. road is just like such a reminder of like, okay, this is why we're like, you know, staying consistent in this area, or this is why I want to read to my kids or want my kids to see me reading, you know, all of those things because they kind of go with those longer goals. So a lot of times for me, it's very like relational based types of things. I love that. And so much of it is the season of life that you're in. You guys are both freshly postpartum and I'm not, but very recently I was my health was just really, really struggling. And during that season of my health, just being like, what's going on? We don't know what's up. And we're in the middle of trying to figure out diagnostics, all that stuff. We were, um, I was not like, I was like, I looked at my seasonal goals and I knew I had three goals for that quarter, but I'm like, for my self-care today, I'm not going to write anything (laughs) down here because honestly, my one goal became Figure out what's up with, yeah, with my get health. healthy again. And, yeah. to, and having that space there honestly felt like, okay, I'm taking care of myself because I'm not pushing myself to know what the season's all about. That's mm-hmm. in God's hands. I think that it's so cool how um, flexible that that specific prompt is because, like I said, I'm not using it very much right now being so postpartum. But last year I had, I think, five goals that I wrote for myself at the beginning of the year in my annual and only three of them kind of stuck, you know, and I wrote those so frequently inside of my planner, which were, you know, getting my health in order was my first so that I could have more babies. And then my second one was to be more intentional with my kiddos and spend specific one-on-one time, kind of like you said, so that they would have, my why was so that they would have, you know, a good um, relationship with me. And then my third was Evergreen. Actually, we did so much foundational work for Evergreen last year. And so it was just something that I was actually watching become a dream become reality right in front of my eyes and my why was very obvious for that one but what's so cool is by the end of the year I I had achieved all of these goals evergreen was running so smoothly and we had built this amazing team and every time we got together to work it never felt like work and then I was pregnant with my fourth (laughs) little love which was what I was working for with my health goal and now I do I subconsciously subconsciously spend so much more time with my kiddos and I'm so much more intentional with the moments. And it was funny because when Shelby had first mentioned putting these prompts inside the planner, I thought, oh, this is a Shelby thing (laughs) because it just seemed a little redundant, right? Every single day having these seasonal goals, she then informed me that a lot of the high up productivity people write their goals out every single day along with their wise. So I was like, okay, fine, put it in the planner. But just watching how much that actually did help me to achieve those goals and to see them every day and have them on the forefront of my mind. So I was making miniature strides to these goals that I didn't, I can't even remember every little detail, but it just fit seamlessly inside my life. It was so intuitive 
just because it was in front of my face. And in those crazy days when you're just like, okay, seasonal goals, oh man, you know, there's no, why would I write this down? We're in the middle of a stomach bug and Mm -hmm. my seasonal goal is, you know, something that's so far removed from right now, what's going on. Um, But you know, you know, the season you're in right now is it's short lived. Stomach bugs will be over in a week or two. Use that discipline to write down your seasonal goals because you know what you did to make progress on those goals that day? You just made an investment in your working memory Mm -hmm. around those goals and trained your subconscious. So that was your little movement Mm -hmm. towards your goal was writing down your seasonal goals and why they matter most to you. So we've kind of given a broad overview of the different aspects of our planner. Um, So much of this can translate to any planning system that you use, but it also gives a light into the very intentional things that we did when this planner was being developed, the things that we knew we had to have because they feed these both immediate things that you have to get done in your day and the bigger picture goals that you are working towards. And that's what we wanted was a planner that could do both. Um, And so I hope it's been helpful and I would absolutely love it if you would share it with someone else. Cause like we said at the beginning, we have gleaned so much from each other um, of just this is how Macaulay does it. This is how Shelby does it. This is how we've done it in different seasons. It takes the pressure off to feel like there's only one way to plan. It gives you so much freedom to say, this is what I need. This is what my family needs. This is what our lifestyle can sustain in this season. And then to use your planning time um, symbiotically to feed those things so that, you know, as we have said, your goals are feeding your lifestyle and your lifestyle is feeding your goals. Um, And so it all starts with how you plan your day. 